All right, Steve, here we are. Week 11. That's the best part of the song. I haven't heard that part yet. Yeah, Finch kicks the rap. There's the... It's good timing. Dogs barking. For Murphy to wake up. I don't think the last time that, remember, they barked during the one podcast? I don't think you could hear them, though. No, you remember the one time they barked the whole podcast? It was... When we talked for 30 minutes and you realized you didn't hit record on them. I know, but they, they still barked when we did the re-recording too. Because I, I removed the background noise when I do it. When I process the audio. What is this, week 11? Yes, it is week 11. Excellent. We had a good week last week. Really good week. Two, two out of three really, really strong weeks in a row. Was it? Yeah, two out of three. Okay. Yeah, last week was really strong. The week before that was not as great. And the week before that was killer. Killer. So Steve would like to point out, what was your record? 10 and three. And what was my record? You were eight and three. And I guess those two were the difference. Yeah, we, well, two. We both had Chicago, which was a loss, but I had to- Houston over Cleveland. No, no. No, yeah. no. I mean, you could at least know what you had. I had Houston over Cleveland. Oh, okay. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got and then confused. I had New England over Baltimore. Yes. Okay. So this one represents New England. This one represents Houston. We did not bet Denver. That was my other loss. Yeah. But okay. you liked Vegas. I did. That was right. For the record, that. you liked Vegas on that one. So you were right. I did. So let's just talk about, because the best bet of the week did not come through last week. And I firmly blame Nick Foles for that. Right. I mean, it was perfect setup. All he had to do was something, and he couldn't do it. Yeah, the defense stymied uh, Minnesota most of the night. They got a touchdown at the end there to uh, Thielen that hurt us on the spread. I mean, he did nothing. Yeah, Nick. Nick will do that sometimes. But otherwise, the game uh, played out exactly the way we thought. So, all right. But let's move on to week 11. And I have to say that this is like the worst schedule so far this year, as far as I'm concerned. So we have um, a lot of injuries, I guess, that we need to talk about, um, but we can hit them as we go through the games. So so from- I will tell you this real quick. I semi-agree with you when I first looked at this um, earlier in the week. I thought it was absolute garbage, and I was very scared of uh, picking losers this week just because it, I didn't feel that confident. Heading into this podcast – I changed my mind. I got a lot of winners here, I think. But don't some of these injuries concern you? But we'll talk about it as we go through. All right. So let's go. I don't like every game. (laughs) Okay. Um, So first game on the list is Philadelphia at Cleveland. Opened at a minus two. It is at a minus three now in favor of Cleveland. And I will get your thoughts first, Steve. Um, It looks like the line's getting bet up. To three, I wouldn't be surprised to see it go even higher um, by kickoff. But I like the Eagles here. I think Cleveland's trash. I'm going to stick with that um, concept. Don't you think the Eagles are trash, though? I do, but I think that they're better than Cleveland. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of how I view this game as two trash teams. I don't know what to make of Cleveland because the last three game or last three weeks, they played two games 
and they scored six points and 10 points, but the weather was bad in both. So I don't know what to do with them. Well, um, one thing I will mention, they have Miles Garrett out um, for them on the defensive side. So that's big. He actually leads the league in sacks. Well, we talk about the ebbs and flows of the season, and I, we can talk because we're in Philly here, right? So Doug's been getting killed. Doug Peterson, the coach, has been, been getting killed for uh, lack of preparation in the way that they came and ha- out and handled uh, the Giants game last week after the bye. They really looked unprepared. They looked unmotivated. And um, the Philly media was pretty hard on Doug and Doug owned it and said that it was, you know, a lot of his fault. And you could tell that he was he had a different demeanor in the press conferences this week. He, he seemed pissed. He seemed embarrassed. So just when we talk about the ebbs and flows of the season, you got to take into account that they're coming off that game where they're being challenged. And I would expect Philadelphia to be laser focused here um, against the Cleveland team. They're getting points. Uh, it's listen, it's hard to take Philly and be really confident, but I think this is a good spot for them. All right. Well, I am on Philly. I don't feel good about it. I'm shocked. Um, like them? Well, what's the, if you've got two trash teams playing each other, take the points, hold your nose. <laughs> That's a good point. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I always say. All right. Um, anything else you want to say about that game? No, let's move on. Okay. All right. So next game up is Atlanta at New Orleans. And today we find out that the, well, we know Drew Brees is out. And the starting quarterback is Taysom Hill instead of Jameis Winston, which I don't quite understand. Um, and in preparing for this podcast, I saw that Taysom Hill actually makes $20 million a year on a two-year contract, which I just... Like blows my mind. Million dollars a year, right? Yes, twenty so million. Twenty million two years. years. So not twenty million a year on a two-year contract. Ten point five million right. a year. It's twenty-one Just million two years. I, I would have fell out of not... my chair if he was making twenty million a year. Oh, I would fall out of my chair that he's making ten million a year. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of money for a backup. quarterback. I mean, that's ridiculous. Well, he's not even a backup quarterback. Technically, no. Apparently, he is, and that's well, probably the argument now. he's they're making is sometimes money dictates. Um. But then why did they sense. why did they sign um, Jameis Winston anyway then? Well, the point here is that they signed in the backup money. So the point is probably why aren't you starting me when the quarterback goes down? But is if, that even backup quarterback money? Do backup quarterbacks make 10 million? Not really. I mean, there's it's I, I have to look, but it's been the salary for a backup quarterback who is looked at as could be a starter. Um I have to look and see how I want to see how much James has been getting more money. Well, I mean, the point is here that I don't think it, I mean, I would feel a little more confident about New Orleans if Jameis Winston was the quarterback, but he really didn't play that well. He looked like trash when he came yeah. in. Yeah. And Calvin Ridley's back for Atlanta. So well, I think that kind of means that they're back on all cylinders and have all their guys. So Jameis Winston makes 1.1 million a year. And that's probably why he's not starting. <laughs> but I mean, but that's, really. that's just, I, I don't know. The whole Taysom Hill thing is just the most bizarre thing to me ever. And that just makes it more bizarre. Okay. So how does that impact your feelings on the game here? Just, the line opened to, up at seven and a I half, which means that. nothing because there's no Drew Brees. Um, it's down to three and a half. Uh, I mean, I like Atlanta. I don't know what to do with this game. I really don't because Both I, quarterbacks are trash on New Orleans. I don't think they're at Taysom Hill. Taysan Hill, Taysmo Hill, whoever, Damus Winston's a quarterback. They both suck. Atlanta is starting to play better. Calvin Ridley coming so back. So are you saying you like Atlanta? I do. 
They're getting. I like it, especially more than three points, three and a half right now. I don't know. I mean, I guess the way that I view this game is that as far as the Saints are concerned, their defense is going to step up because they have to. Because that's the only way they're going to win the game. And I think that they can smother Matt Ryan. Well, the thing about this is... You can't run on the Saints. Todd Gurley hasn't exactly been... uh, You don't need to run on the Saints. Exploding. So I just don't know that... Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, but I don't know if Matt Ryan's going to have time to get him the ball. I think... Here's the deal with this game, okay? And I'm just going to lay it out here. It's a division matchup. These teams are, are passionate rivals. They bring their A games almost every time they play each other. You have to go in here expecting it's a three-point game. Don't overthink it. If it's over three points, then I think you don't overthink it and just take the points. I mean, I will say, like, when I look back and I just remember this game, like, popping on the schedule in past years, like, thinking that's going to be a high-scoring game, like, two very good offenses going at each other, and it's always been lower scoring than I expected it to be. So, but... I'm just not going to touch it. I mean, the one thing about New Orleans, I will say, is that when they have the backup quarterback in, they tend to win the games. It's ugly, but Brady, Teddy well, Bridgewater Brick, was 5-0 and last year, right? Well, as a backup, it didn't look pretty, but he got it done. Well, but I kind of feel like that's almost why Sean Payton went with Taysom Hill over Jameis. He beat San Fran last week. It's because Jameis isn't going to – he's not that guy to play the style of offense that they're going to want to play in this game. Like the kind of dink and dunk, like run game type approach. He's more like the down-the-field guy. So are you Atlanta, New Orleans, or I'm nothing? neither. I'm not touching it. Right. And you're not going to pin me in on 20 bucks on this either. Oh, man. You better put that in my pocket. Sounds not like you're touching it. eyeing that thing up. Both <laughs> of them. Not touching it. All right. Next game. A little bitter about those two L's? Well, I feel like you kind of... Technically, that's three in a row because... No, you gave the me the before. 20 back. No, no. You gave me uh, the 20 back. That's right. Right. Thanks for stopping. Next game, Detroit at Carolina. Um, now in this game right now, both quarterbacks are questionable. I'm not exactly sure what Stafford's issue is, but Bridgewater is going to be probably a true game time decision with the knee. Um, the Detroit also has, um, their running back. Um, I don't know how you say his first name, but his last name Swift is out. DeAndre. I don't think it's DeAndre. I think it's a little different than that. Um, no, That's you made big. Me, you made me lose Swift's my train out. of thought. Yes. Um, Galladay may be questionable. Danny Amendola is out. So, so... Is this one of those big injury games that you were talking about in the beginning? Because as far as I'm concerned, this game sucks. I'm not even looking at it. I yeah. don't care. I'm not trying to figure it out. I don't care who's playing, who's not. Don't even touch this game. All right. are two bad teams. Yeah, I kind of like Carolina, but you know, I like Carolina with McCaffrey and Bridgewater. And if he's not even playing Bridgewater, then what's the point? Just move on. Well, there's been some talk about this guy. I think it seems like PJ Walker or something. That's the quarterback that would start if Bridgewater doesn't. Yeah, all I saw was that it was him or another guy, and combined they have two NFL starts between them. So good luck. Yeah, well, he was like in the XFL or one of those other leagues apparently. Oh, see, that could be a different changer because from a backups quarterback standpoint, I was even saying to my Cowboys friends, like, I'll take the XFL, like Arena Football League uh, pro bowler that was torching the league over like some sixth round, fifth round draft pick out of Michigan. You know what I mean? Okay. Like a lot of times these guys like a Kurt Warner type seem to be successful. I'm not saying they're all like home runs, but 
I'd be more encouraged if that's the case. I don't know anything about them. So maybe take a look at that and do a little more research before Sunday. But so that's for Detroit. Okay. Um, if you like them, I don't know. Carolina seems to be, especially if Bridgewater doesn't play, I don't see Carolina being able to no, be much well, of anything. No, well, P.J. Walker is the backup for Carolina. Oh, okay. Not Detroit. Yeah, well, anyway, it just shows that I have no clue on this game. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking the same approach on this game that I took on the last game. I'm not going to touch it. Who's next? Next game is uh, New England at Houston. Your thoughts? Uh, last week I had both these teams and they both covered. Um now they're playing each other. Now they're playing each other. So let's let's talk about the line movement here. Houston came out as a three point favorite, and the public has bet New England to a two point favorite. Well, and I assume that's based off of last week. Yeah, I think um, you know probably the Boston money's coming in because people are starting to get encouraged by that game last week. But you know we we went in depth last week about that matchup of New England with Baltimore and the fact that. Belichick solved the Lamar Jackson puzzle before he pretty much ran a similar defense and stopped him again. So, you know, well, I got to look I, at that game. Hold on. I got to look at that game independently from this game because that's all about their defensive scheme. So, I, I mean, I like the home dog here. I mean, New England's not that good. Let's not forget just after one win. I don't I, I honestly I don't like how this line's shifting like New England's troubles are gone. And I know Houston is not that good. I mean, they're two and seven, and I've been burned by them before. But they came through. They didn't score until the end last time. Last week, they were down like 10 nothing yeah, to Cleveland. So they backdoored that one. I'll say home dog. I like Houston. Love it. Actually, I like it a lot the more I keep thinking about it. Well, because I, I don't think they're going to lay an egg twice in a row. I do think that the weather helped New England um, to victory last week against the Ravens. So... I know you want to pat yourself on the back for that one, but so Do you have I a pick here. I mean, it, are you going to pick any game this week, or are you just going to like? Well, it gets better. Like we get into more the whole games. schedule. I don't like it. We get into better games as the schedule goes on. But um, hey, I started out saying I don't like it at all. If I had to make a pick, I would take Houston. I don't feel good about it. I still don't know what to do with New England. Um, they struggled to beat the Jets. Two weeks ago, now they beat the Ravens last week. I don't know. I really don't know. And I don't trust Houston. And this would typically be like the Bill Belichick versus um, Bill O'Brien of the past, but we don't have that anymore because Belichick always owned um, O'Brien too. No, no, and I'm just really just breaking your stones because it seems like we're like on a four-game roll where you're not making a pick, but clearly we don't want to make picks just to make a pick. Like I'm not, I'm going to tell you, like a lot of times I'll say, I don't like this game, but if I had to take a side, that's not a pick. Like, don't listen to me. Um, so I appreciate you not just throwing picks out there just to try to hit, throw picks out there. So and it also, have a feeling. It I do have a feeling. I like Houston. It worries me a little bit that they don't have a run game, really, in Houston now because um, David Johnson is out and they have Duke Johnson as their running back. This could be a very low-scoring game. So The over-under is like 48 and a half. That's a lot of points. I mean, I think Gilmore can probably cover whatever guy he's going to be on, whether it's Fuller or Cooks, and I don't know that it leaves much else. I know. Who would you call? I would call, I think I would cover Fuller, because Cooks is pretty much going to be stretching the defense, so you can hit him with a safety in a corner. Mm, Roll yeah. some coverage over to Fuller. But anyway, I, I like Houston. I'm going to stick with him. All right. 
Next game, Pittsburgh at Jacksonville. So Pittsburgh comes in undefeated um, against Jacksonville, who just played tough against Green Bay in Green Bay. Pittsburgh's a 10-point favorite. It's going up to like 10.5 in some places. We see the over-under is 46. Jacksonville at home, I would say that um, from a survivor pool, if you're still in a survivor pool, this is probably a pretty strong pick. Um, I think they're going to win the game, but, um, you know, 10 points, they're probably going to, this is, this is, well, what do you think? I mean, in my mind, I'll, I'll just kind of jump into it. I think this is a lock for a Pittsburgh win, but I like the other side here from a line perspective. I mean, I like the way that Jacksonville's throwing the ball. I think based off of last week, people, this line's probably going to go up. I believe, I believe it's going to go up. I believe people are going to jump on Pittsburgh based off of last week's game. Um, and they own the Bengals. So I don't think that you overread too much into this. I like this one to be a low score, uh, maybe something like 20 to 13, 20 to 14. Well, this is big Ben going on the road against lesser competition. And that's always a concern because they always play Play down down to their competition. So with the exception of last week now, well, they were at home last week. Okay. So that's not big Ben on the road. Touche. And that was a division game too. So I do, this will be the best defense that Jake Luton has faced though. So it could be from their side of the ball, kind of what Cleveland or not Cleveland, Cincinnati was last week where they just kind of can't get anything going because they're smothered by a better defense. I would not. Do you think they can run the ball against Pittsburgh? Like Pittsburgh's pretty good against the run, but I, I've, I've watched some Jacksonville and I think, I think Jacksonville, if they stick to the run, if they don't get down big early and they just drop back into the pass mode all the time, I think, you know, at least early in this game, they'll probably have some success running the ball. I don't know. Derrick Henry didn't have any success against him. Yeah. But Robinson is like a little lower to the grounds. Like, I mean, I don't know. Derrick Henry's a big load and he's a really good running back, but Robinson's a little more shifty. I think they might have a little more success. Well, he is questionable too. And I don't know what his, his deal is. The problem is is Pittsburgh, you know, that's why Pittsburgh won last week is because they completely shut down the run because they got their tackle back. And I think another linebacker. So, uh, I just think I, I, you take Jacksonville and, um, I don't want to overanalyze it, but I I think you take Jacksonville. It's too many points. They're sitting at home. Yeah. Definitely take the points. And hope that Pittsburgh loss has to be coming soon. That's the thing you got to be looking at now. Where does Pittsburgh lose? Well, and I, I don't know. This could be it. Yep. I mean, look at what happened when they went to Dallas. Exactly. I mean, they were down in that game. Should have lost. So, I mean, it's going to happen. And this would be a spot that it would happen with Pittsburgh. I mean, you go eight now and then you lose to Jacksonville. Let me ask you this one real quick. Do you consider money line action here? Because the money line's got to be pretty high. Mm, I would not. If you throw 10 bucks, see what happens. All right. All right. You want to move on? I like Jacksonville. You like Jacksonville. Next game, Greenville, Green, Greenville, Green Bay <laughs> uh, at Indianapolis. And this opened at a minus two and a half in favor of Green Bay. It's now a minus one and a half in favor of Indy. Greenville at Iona. Green Bay at Indianapolis. This is a really good, I mean, this is probably the best matchup this week, I think. But why would that shift? Why would it shift? I think a lot of it was based off last week because Green Bay did not play well against Jacksonville. Um, Indianapolis. They won last week, right? Yeah, they beat the Titans. Yeah. 
So, but I mean, do you give them that much credit on that? Do I? No. But th- this is another thing where I, f- I think the, when I look at some of these line movements, I think the only thing I can come up with is that the public's betting it the other way. And I think the public's wrong on most of these. Um, this is one of these games where I'm like torn because I want to make a play on Indy. It sounds like you like Green Bay. Well, I always, um, but I'm, the line is going towards Indy here. So that scares me a little bit. So I'm, I'm thinking. Now this will probably off. be the best defense that Green Bay has faced. That's the problem with me. So anyway, go ahead. But at the end of the day, I got to take Aaron Rodgers as a dog over Philip Rivers. Do you feel like Green Bay is soft? Like, I know they're good, right? But when they play against physical teams, it just doesn't seem like they're throwing anybody around, right? Does it seem like they're, they've gotten, I mean, I know Aaron Jones hasn't really done much. They haven't really got a big run game going, which tells me that they're not winning the battle up front on the offensive line. Um, and I don't see their defense stopping anybody from a, much from a run perspective. But is Indy a team that gets a lot of pressure on the quarterback? Yes. Yes. Indy's a are good they? defense. Indy I know has they're a, a good really defense, good... but are they a team that gets a lot of pressure I, I on the quarterback? I believe Indy has been blitzing a lot. They got a lot of pressure last week. They, I don't know if they're the best against the pass, but I'm pretty sure their secondary is pretty damn good. Their statistical wise. Good, yeah. yeah. So you have two good teams here. One thing I was kind of looking at is the the records, right? And Green Bay is a two-game lead. They got like seven wins. They have a two-game lead on second place. Indianapolis is tied with the Titans, even though they just beat them last week. So Green Bay goes interconference on the road. Two-game lead, so it's not like they need this game. Indy's in a dogfight. Like, I'm almost looking at Indian... Tennessee later, like as two teams that are just going to keep going blow for blow to win this division with win after win after win. Maybe both of them throw a loss in late December, make it interesting. Um, but I'm looking for both of these teams to roll. So, I, you know, I'm sticking with Indy. I think that they need the game more, that they're home, it's in our conference. I think Green Bay um, didn't look that impressive last week at home. Aaron Rodgers does scare me because he's Aaron Rodgers, but I, I like Indy. All right. I'm taking Green Bay. We might circle back on a bet on that one, but we'll see. I don't. It's a four o'clock game. All right, let's move on. We got Cincy at Washington. Cincinnati comes into Washington. It's opened up as a pick. Washington is now a point and a half favored. Over under 47. What do you think? Well, I mean, this is another game that I don't don't really know what to make of. I don't, I think Cincinnati can put up some points, so I would probably have to take them, but I don't feel good about it. Yeah, I'm staying away. So, I mean, I would put that in a parlay, but I wouldn't touch it otherwise. I'm not touching it with a 10-foot pole. All right, moving on. So the next game is interesting. Um, Tennessee at Baltimore. It opened in favor of Baltimore minus seven, and it's at a minus six now. So, I mean, maybe this is a homer take, but I'm going to, well, I don't know if I'm going to take, I think Tennessee wins. It's down to five o'clock, down to five points, I think. Time to print your sheet. Let me look online. 
Oh, went back up to six. Okay. I don't know. I printed mine this afternoon. I think Tennessee wins. I don't know that I would take them to cover. But they these teams did play in the playoffs last year. And Wait, you think Tennessee will win, but you don't think you'll take them to cover. They're dogs. Oh, okay. Then I'm taking them. Yeah. Definitely. Sorry, I got confused. <laughs> They're that's okay. All right. So I'm taking them all day then. You like Tennessee? Yeah. All right, I'll point out here. So Baltimore's coming off that bad loss. Tennessee's coming home. off a bad loss too. Yep. Tennessee's now tied, right? We just talked about uh mm-hmm. they're tied with Indy. So um they're right in the division, thick of things for the, to win the division. Baltimore, two and two at home. They're at home this week, four and one on the road. Better road team than home team. Their only loss on the road was last week. I, all I'm going to say is I like Tennessee. I think Tennessee bounces back. They haven't really been playing that sharp uh, the last three or four weeks. Um, I, I, th- I like Tennessee. Yeah, so these teams played in the playoffs last year in Tennessee owned Baltimore. Um, there are some injuries in this game. The um, Ravens have two defensive tackles that are one's out, one's questionable. And Tennessee does have a lot of injuries on their offensive line. So they already had um, Taylor, who's been out. Now their left guard is out, and their center is questionable. Are any of these guys COVID-related? Mm, I don't believe so. All right, so Tennessee's out of the COVID storm that they were earlier in the season. All right, so we both like Tennessee there. Yeah. I like it pretty I, – I, I like it. It's two good teams. Um just like the Green Bay Indy game, but I think you take the AFC South teams in both those matchups. All right, let's go to Dallas, Minnesota. I don't have any feeling on this game. I'm never betting a, a Minnesota game again. I'm done. Let's skip it then. <clears throat> the best insult that I could have about the Cowboys is I don't even want to talk about you. Move on. Well, we, I guess we should mention, I think Andy Dalton is back at quarterback. Is that, I think that's worse for them. I like the guy they had in there. He actually moved the ball. And that was the, uh, what, Canadian Football League guy. I don't know if he's the Canadian Football League, but uh, whoever their quarterback was. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I would say probably I would take Minnesota, but because I say that, take Dallas, because whenever I do with Kirk Cousins, he does the opposite. So you're on the record that's Dallas? No, I'm not. I'm just kidding with you. All right, let's go to Kansas City. That's 8 o'clock game. You want to skip it? No, let's just keep going down the card. Kansas City at Las Vegas Raiders. Earlier this year, uh, Las Vegas upset Kansas City. Kansas City opened up as a seven-point favorite. They're now pushed up to an eight-point favorite over under 56 and a half. What do you think? Well, so apparently, and I never heard this before, but I heard this today, that when Oakland beat Kansas City in Kansas City, they got in their bus and they took a victory lap around the stadium. And apparently, yes, that kind of rubbed Andy Reid the wrong way. So he like said something about it. Um, That's awesome. Maybe he was like asked a question, but he he kind of took a jab at um, Gruden. (laughs) That's awesome. So I guess that's. That's like childhood Gruden games that I love. Yeah. That's why I love Gruden. So. (laughs) He's in the pro circle of the stadium with the victory lap. And then um, there are. It was much deserved. There are um, 10 defensive players from the Raiders that are on the COVID list. Oh, not good. So I definitely think between the fact that this was obviously a bit of an upset when Oakland won in Kansas City 
it's a rematch. There's that kind of narrative factor going into it. And you also have Andy Reid coming off a bye, which I believe his record is like 18 and three in that situation. I, um, it's very good off the bye. We'll take Kansas City. I would prefer it at seven, but I would probably still take it at eight. Can we just talk about that? If that's the right record, I know it's really good, but 18 and three off the bye. I mean, what does that tell you about Andy Reid? I mean, the what is the advantage? The players are going home for a week. So, yeah, they get the rest. You can make all But it's not like they're getting two weeks to prepare, two weeks to run through the game plan. The extra time is benefit only to the coaches. You might get an extra day of practice, right? But you're sending everybody home and they're not coming back to the next week and you get into the next week like it was the any other week. So that extra week is the coaches figuring out a game plan Devising a game plan that's going to beat the defense and the offense, right? Of well, one thing the team you're about to play it two weeks. So my only point is that you get that extra time. It benefits the coaches. It just shows you how smart of a coach Reed is for being able to devise, have extra time to do the game plan, which is what is happening. And it just he's making such great game plans and you know, designing plays to specifically run against the team that they're going to play 18 and three. That's just amazing. Can you remove that or put the cap back on it? Cause I don't want you to spill it all over the equipment here. It's mean. And I had a thought and now you made me forget. I praise it. big red. Oh, the one thing I wanted to mention is I think because of the whole COVID situation, the players are not going home on the bye week but I don't know that that means that they're practicing anymore. Man, you know, you have a week like this with Doug Peterson and it really makes you miss Andy Reid. Haven't said that much since he's left because anyway, it's All a right. long story. So do you have a, a pick? No. Really? Yeah, I don't like the game. Okay. Kansas City probably gonna win, but eight, it's a lot of points. Okay. It's a lot of points against a team that they just lost to. Okay. Next game is Miami at Denver. Steve, your thoughts? I was thinking, I typically take Miami. I've been taking Miami through this kind of emergence of Tua. And well before that, right, with Fitz. I'm going to switch things up this week. I'm going to go Denver. I've been taking Denver. I've been, last week, really, um, I had Denver. You had Vegas. Really kind of disappointed in Drew Locke, the way he performed, or lack of performance. So I'm personally, I'm like, well, you know, I don't like Denver. They, they, they upset me last week and that's so, when they come back. That's when a team will come back and cover the spread the next week. And can I just mention off. that um, Drew Locke is questionable? Okay. Drew Locke doesn't play. Throw all that out the window. We'll go Miami. But if Drew Locke does play, I'm on Denver. They're at home. They're getting more than a field goal. Just close your eyes. Wake I would up probably be more cover. likely to take Denver if Drew Locke doesn't play. Mm. I'm going to tell you this right now. Take Denver. Doesn't matter who plays. Well, I'm on the opposite side of this one. I'm going to take Miami. All right. Drew Locke looked horrible last week. And I think that um, Flores yeah, see, is... See, you like most people are going to fall into this trap. No, but I think Just that... Just looking at last week. I think that Brian Flores seems to be going into all these games with a defensive plan. And I think he's going to have a defensive plan that can beat Denver. Care to put your money where your mouth is? Sure. You want to go with Drew Locke again? That's I am. fine. I am. Okay. All right. 20 bucks. 
I got. All Denver. right. Why don't you mark it down? You have Miami. <laughs> Funny you should say that. <laughs> Not that we don't have it on record. Yeah, exactly. All right. Next game. Jets Chargers. Opened up. Ten and a half point favorite for the Chargers. Down to nine and a half and as a Friday means night. That money is on the Jets. Yeah. Why don't I let you take this one? Well, I mean, that just goes to show you that if you're taking the Jets, it's a pick against Anthony Lynn. Being such a horrible coach and playing in all these close games, you actually think, I mean, the Chargers are a much more talented team here. And I think they should win the game. They should cover 10 points, but I don't trust them to do it. Hmm. Curious as to where you're going there. It sounded like you were... Going to take the Jets? I absolutely refuse to take the Jets. So is this a no play for you? I have to think about it. I don't know if I can take the Chargers at 10 points. All right. So similar to the conversation about Pittsburgh having to lose a game, the Jets have to win a game, right? They don't have to win a game. Uh, They don't have to, but odds are. But I mean, don't you think the Chargers are more talented? Don't you think that Justin Herbert is a pretty good quarterback and he's got the talented receivers that can catch the ball and that they should easily win this game. I do. But I'm taking the Jets. Mm. I like the Jets for some reason in this spot. I think they're going to get some confidence. Um, we're playing a little bit better. I, I like the Jets here. I, the Chargers have done... Look, I like Bear, Herbert. I, it's, it's, this is the spot. I think this is the spot for the Jets. I'm taking them. Okay. Yeah, and I'm not just like, eh. Like, I'm taking the Jets. Hmm. And I'm not changing my mind. Hmm. Okay. I can't do I refuse to do it. I refuse to take the Jets. I'm not saying they're going to win outright. I mean, you know, they could. I'm just afraid. I'll I mean, the I think and a half. the Chargers probably score a couple touchdowns and then Anthony Lynn's going to take his foot off the gas and they're going to run the ball and they could potentially let the Jets get back into it. It's Joe Flacco. I don't know. All right. That's that. Yeah, I don't, it's, it's, it's such a bad game. That I don't even have much to say. This is, again, two bad teams. Take the points. What are the Chargers? What do they got? Two wins? Yeah, I think so. They're two and seven. Yeah, but I mean, most of those games have been pretty close games. They're games that they could have won. They're okay. games that they should have won. So they're probably going to play another coulda, shoulda, close game. I mean, I don't even know if you can go that low against the Jets, though. That's the Here's problem. the thing you got to think about. I, I agree. I agree. And I hate the Jets. And, you know, I have a season long bet for them to win less than six games, which is clearly going to win. But this is the spot. I mean, think about this. Two and seven team in the NFL is a nine and a half point favorite in 2020. (laughs) Jets. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Let's roll with them, baby. Okay, you roll with that. All right, you know what? Let's run it back. I think it's if, if you want to, if you feel that confident. No, I did. Who said I felt confident? What did I just say? There was Mitzi. This is what happens. You you back me into a corner and you get Why? me into these. What do you mean the Chargers are so good? Come on, one more. I like the Chargers, but yeah, let's do it. They have a great way of blowing leads. So no, bet. I don't trust no them. Bet with me. No bets. Okay. 
All right. Last game. Finally. And this is probably the most interesting game of the week. It's the LA Rams at Tampa Bay. I feel like this is the third game that we've said this is the most interesting game of the week. Really? Because I don't think many of these games are interesting. Well, Indy Green Bay, Tennessee, Baltimore, I think you said. Hmm. So, all right. Everybody that I've heard talk about this game. Jive Turkey. Seems to be on the Rams, which kind of surprises me. Um, but I guess Tom Brady does struggle struggle with pressure up the middle. And um, the Rams can do that with Aaron Donald. But on the flip side, you have Jared Goff, who also struggles with pressure, regardless of where it comes from. And we saw what um, Tampa Bay did to Aaron Rodgers a few weeks ago. So I definitely think that the same thing applies on the other side. I think they can get pressure on Jared Goff and make him uncomfortable. So at the end of the day, I got to go with Tom Brady. And I'm going to hope that Todd Bowles comes up with a good uh, defensive game plan to get to Jared Goff. Your thoughts? So you like Tampa? I do. I like Tampa too. Um, my thoughts are Tampa's 3-1 and at home. Rams are 2-3 and three on the road. If you remember, I was kind of like... Don't, I don't really, I, you know, I don't like the Rams. And I was like, I don't really, and I couldn't take Seattle last week. But I told you guys, even though it wasn't my official pick, you should take the Rams. Well, I feel the opposite here. You should take Tampa Bay. This, don't get caught up in that Seattle win last week. It was a good spot for them. They're a different team at home. They're undefeated. Um, the Rams, when they go on the road here, they're going completely across country down to Tampa. Um, it is the Monday night game. I'm all over Tampa Bay. I just hope the line doesn't go up more. The only thing that scares me is they can backdoor it, but nah. I mean, I think their defense is starting to click. What I saw last week, I saw a good defensive team, especially in the second half. One thing I heard on the um, radio was that the LA Rams have held teams, and I think it was like the last six games that they've played, have literally held their opponent to like, three points or less in the entire second half of the games. And they've actually shut out teams completely in the third quarter. The Rams? Yes. All right. Well, that might happen in the third quarter of this game, but it's not going to happen in the fourth. Okay. Just an interesting stat. It's interesting. Again, sometimes you got to look at who they're playing. So, well, that was Seattle. It was probably the best of the, the teams that they played in those games but all right so you're tampa i'm tampa that's week 11 remember don't be a jive turkey happy thanksgiving peace out